Which commandment is the greatest? Uh, we have heard Jesus say this uh, and answer this question for many years. Very, it's very familiar to us. Yes, we know that we should love the Lord our God with everything that we have and to love our neighbor as ourself. And, um, but diving into what this really means, uh, we can really find some good things for us to, to think about and to pray with this week. And we are able to love God first and then to love our neighbor because God has first loved us. Seeing how all our readings make sense today, we turn now to our first reading from Exodus. And just to give some context for what is going on. And in this time, God has just given the Israelites the Ten Commandments. And uh, the couple chapters after Exodus chapter 20, so 20 to 24, uh, right around, uh, there uh, were some extra laws uh, about specific cases uh, that God had given the Israelites. And so there were these uh, certain situations that God wanted to clarify uh, for how to work with the people and what to do. In the midst of all of these, these laws, for us it, here, it sounds like uh, you know, do this, don't do that. Do, can't do this. If this happens, then this happens. But these laws that God gave were to help keep the Israelites in relationship with God. Because in giving the Ten Commandments, in giving these other laws, God was making them a part of his family. We would call this God making a covenant with them, making a relationship, a family bond with the Israelites. Because God had just set them free from slavery, God has chosen the Israelites to be his people, to make him known to the ends of the world, to be his family. And these laws were part of uh, just what it means to be a member of God's family. It also was a protection against um, them falling out of relationship with him, being set apart, being divided, in a way dying uh, and being cut off from God. That these laws were to keep the people, the Israelites, alive, uh, both physically and spiritually, but most importantly in their spiritual relationship with him so that they can be with him forever. And... Um, and so sometimes uh, people complain to us, uh, especially to me as a priest, that uh, we in the church, so now moving forward to uh, our, our, our time and what God has done for us, the, uh, the, we have a lot of laws, a lot of rules, so to say. You can't do this, you must do this, uh, make sure you come to Mass, you know, all those things. And again, it's the same idea because Jesus has come to earth that Jesus has come to give us life. And these laws, these rules, so to say, uh, they're meant to keep us in relationship with God so that we can love him with everything that we have. So in our gospel, Jesus calls us to love him, uh, to love God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, and with all our strength. And so uh, our heart, our soul, and our mind beginning now with loving God with all our heart. Jesus is calling us today in, in loving him with all our heart is to, to love him with our bodies, to glorify him with what we do in our life, the things we choose to do, 
to choose what is good and avoid what is evil. To love God with all our hearts, with all our bodies, also means to put no physical thing before our love of God. Put no earthly thing first. We are called to use earthly things. We're called to, um, to glorify God with the things of the earth, but to not make the things of the earth our God. God is calling us to love him uh, with, with our bodies, and so we choose what is good. Um, and so make, making sure we are not attached to the things of, of our earth. Um, maybe it's technology or, or food or drink uh, or whatever it may be that we use those things in moderation and allow them to lead us back to God and not to lead us away from him. Next, to love God with all our soul. This is the spiritual dimension of our life, uh, knowing and recognizing that every good thing comes from God and uh, the good things that come from each other, the good things that we are even able to do, we are given the grace to do them because of our relationship with God. So loving God with all our soul. Um, it's continuing to stay in, in the presence of God, in relationship with God. Um, and so choosing what is good now in terms of um, in, in striving to not uh, fall into you know, the seven deadly sins, not living now in a spirit of pride, but in humility uh, and, and all the others, using things in moderation. And not trying to fill our spiritual needs also with physical things. And so having patience, having love, being in relationship with God and loving him with all our soul now. And, and keeping things in perspective that all good things come from God. And now loving God with all our mind. Filling our, our minds with things that are good. Uh, thinking about especially entertainment, music, movies, things we watch on TV. Are they bringing us closer to God? Or are they filling us with maybe negative thoughts? Maybe watching too much news uh, can fill us with anger, frustration, evil. And, uh, but when we're praying, when we're loving God with all our mind and our heart and our soul, we were able to be um, aware of God's presence, thinking of what is good, um, using our words to build people up, and um, having and trying to remember the presence of God in our daily life. So all these things, our heart, our soul, and our mind, it's encapsulating who we are as human beings and allowing us to grow in our relationship with God because we are part of his family. We receive his grace, we receive his strength, and to love him with every dimension of our life. And now comes the second commandment that Jesus gives us today is to love our neighbor as ourself. We are able to love because we have loved, been loved first, that God has given us the grace of his life. We have received his power, his love, and so we then can go out and care for all those in our life because God has loved us. We are to love our neighbor as we love ourselves, and God loves us, and to remember that we are good. And if we are made in his image and likeness, then we are able uh, and called to care for all those who are in our life, especially those in need. 
and we can care for them because we are, each of us are made in God's image and likeness. And all of our neighbors, even our enemies, those that we dislike, maybe strongly dislike, but to care for them, to love them. And love isn't uh, to be best friends, but it's to be and to want the best for that person, them to know Jesus as well. Part of that includes taking care of the physical needs. We take care of the physical so that we then can care for the spiritual. During my time in seminary, um, I would my first summer assignment was going out to the Missionaries of Charity in New York City, uh, living in the Bronx. I joke around that I lived in the penthouse, which was the fifth floor of the men's shelter. And um, part of our work was, you know, obviously providing food and shelter. But that was so that we can also preach um, a little bit to them. The sisters would come up to, uh, there were two other seminarians with me that summer, and they would come up in their uh, Indian accents and say, Brother, it is your turn to preach today. You know, five minutes before we were supposed to go up and preach to the 70 people at the soup kitchen that day. So, uh, you know, we were, trying to, we were trying to always remember, what did the priest say in the homily that day? Uh, but um, it was that opportunity to preach because they were, their physical needs were met. And then we were able to preach um, uh, the gospel, to tell them about Jesus and the church. So that is that love, and we're called to express that, building those relationships and taking care of those physical needs so that we can preach the gospel. Let us this week um, grow in our love of God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our mind, and to love our neighbor as ourself, because God has first loved us.